Welcome to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green. All right, here we go. Anytime. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Make the Grade podcast. Steve Green here, your host. I've got a fantastic guest today. I think you're really going to enjoy uh, my buddy, Kurt. Let me tell you a little bit about him first. Uh, Kurt Roscoff from the great state of, of Wisconsin. I almost said Michigan. That would have been bad. Anyway, <laughs> Kurt is all about advocating for people with disabilities. Fantastic mission he has, a tirelessly uh, advocate for this. And uh, what he does, he's advocating for these people with disabilities, trying to showcase their abilities, utilizing technology and relationships to make relevant connections locally for them and across the globe. He's an ambassador, not only for his own disability channel, but also for Prosperity Pathways, Onward and Upward, and the renamed Adaptive Division of the Wisconsin Water Ski Federation. Hmm. Interesting. Water skiing like on a lake. I assume there's no uh, oceans there to <laughs> water ski on in Wisconsin, but uh, he's currently hosts and co-hosts weekly podcasts, including the World of Ability and Compassionate Citizens, and in 2016, began Ability MKE Now, live at the River West Radio out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. His deep dive into the world of advocacy amazingly began with a water skiing more than 30 years ago. It's water skiing theme. His leadership has included several local nonprofit board positions and two years as a vice chair of the Wisconsin's Governor's Committee for People with Disabilities. More recently, he's brought the Global Connection Wisconsin. First host for the Happy Neighborhood Project, which I am also a happy member of. It's a really good group. Kurt, great to have you. Let's get into this. How are you? How, how's life today? Life is great. It's great to be on your show. Thanks for having me. It's a good uh, day. I, 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 before we went live here, I say I apologize to Kirk because we've been trying to do this like a year. Really not exaggerating. Um, several months at least. And we got put off and put off. We talked about it, did this, did that. But it's happening. I'm pumped up. So uh, before we get into water skiing, which I don't maybe I'm just obsessed with water skiing. Um, let, let's talk about the disability channel. Okay. Um, you got a mission to tell me the story. How'd you get into it? What was there an epiphany moment that got you into this or was some personal moment as much as you want to share? How'd this come to be? What does it do? Who does it serve? Well, it started with what you said there about five years ago with Ability MK Now Radio with River West Radio, mm -hmm. riverwestradio.com. And doing the radio, I just knew a year into it that I had an appetite definitely to build out the TV. And really at that time, I felt that, you know, I just seemed to need to be the one that would, would go out there to unfold a television platform that is entirely driven by people with disabilities. And so to make these things happen, I know as a community organizer, it takes a lot of networking, like we do at the Happy Neighborhood Project. And what I rapidly went to, uh, because at the same time of 
you know, the radio show, I had enjoyed already having done an 88 celebration. So celebrating back uh, six years ago, the 25th anniversary of the American Disabilities Act. I've always been one to say that I like marketing through technology and Mm -hmm. events. And what that brought me to was a year and a half ago or close to two years ago, actually, um, I aspired to keep building off of what I did with 8825 and to keep going with events, to gather people together and create a group experience that really culminated um, the story to share, you know, the accomplishment to share and to illustrate. You know, my father was in sales and he built his success in sales through demonstrating. So my whole mantra was with what they say with be the success that you want to see in the world. So putting this all together, I came to that I needed to demonstrate the success like I did with water skiing. I demonstrated to water skiers what they didn't understand was so easy for them to do to share our sport through a simple piece of equipment called a sit ski. And so, so the event I um, have today is global ability fest. And it's a mantra to gather people around the world to spur this conversation about integration. And when I was working on this event, uh, February, 2020, Mm -hmm. um, I was on LinkedIn just working on Ability Fest USA and Global Ability Fest. And it's it's got that section where it says, people you may know. And then it showed the logo of the Disabilities Channel. I saw the TDC and I saw disability in the little snippet that it shows you to offer you to click on it. So I clicked at it. I saw the Disability Channel and I went to the website, thedisabilitychannel.ca. And I called the phone number on there to contact. And the founder, Jay Stoyan, answers the phone. And he, fortunate to me, was available right away. And he and I talked. And I told him he has me at hello. Because he's a guy doing what I thought I would have to do. But here he's already doing. And um, so we worked on the event together, Global Ability Fest. And he did a fantastic job with that. That culminated Halloween 2020, October 31st, and November 1st, uh, 2020, I put all of my effort into, as I'm doing today, into um, creating opportunity around the world for the disability channel to be a format to revolutionize TV, where it's experienced globally. Okay, so I'm I'm digesting all this. Um, Short version. Is it fair to say you are essentially kind of a super advocate on lots of different platforms for people with disabilities, right? So, yeah. um, okay, I don't want to oversimplify it because you're, you're doing tremendous and very needed and meaningful work. But um, just to be clear, can you define or, or what, would, what would define a disability? I mean, because some of it's obvious, right? But is there a certain niche, uh, I don't know, visually impaired, hearing impaired, uh, Cerebral palsy. Is there a certain um, niche that you specialize in, or is this all inclusive? Anybody who's uh, disadvantaged, I guess, compared to a quote unquote normal person? Well, I guess I'm coming from the easiest for me to achieve success with has been the 
uh, population of people with physical disabilities because of what I just said about using a sit ski to help them, um, you know, work with water skiing and to enjoy water skiing with a sit ski. So, but I'm at a place now where I'm really looking at the entire community. So basically if people are being approved for disability services, um, social security disability, or any of that type mm -hmm. of stuff, um, they, they're my audience at, at the present time, everyone with a disability. Okay. So I got to ask you about this. It's like S-I-T-S-K-I. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because when you first said it, maybe it's your Midwestern accent. I wasn't sure. But uh, <laughs> um, okay. So I, I'm going to assume, and I don't want to get too deep into water skiing here, but although feel free, because it seems like that's a big part of your life. So this, I guess, is somebody instead of standing on water skis can sit somehow, right? Yeah. So yeah. it makes it easy to transfer a wheelchair user from their everyday wheelchair to the uh, sit ski so that they're huh. in their seated position for enjoying water skiing. Yeah. Interesting. So they're still behind the boat getting pulled around the water. Interesting. Wow. Okay. All right. So let, let, let me talk about, um, so you got this big connection with this Canadian um, outfit that's, you know, going very public and using broadcasting to do this. Why do you think, I mean, is it just funding, but why is it, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm big in education. So disability is a big thing in education and there's a big push for equal services and, and, and such. And I don't want to get into the politics, but it gets political. But in your opinion, why, why is the awareness or, or why is it so difficult, or at least seems to be so difficult to get the proper support and proper help for people like this? Is it, is this lack of funds? Is it, is it, I, I don't know. I've wrestled with this in education, but you're looking at this more broadly. But, um, you know, why, why, why do you think the awareness of this, like in the general population, just isn't that high or doesn't seem to be? I know, obviously, part of what you're doing is consciousness raising, right? At least on a level. Right. I would say it's permissive negligence is mm -hmm. really the issue. So when you're talking education, I think the community needs to know that education is the leader in integration and it's the rest of the community and society that is lagging. So when I look at faith spaces, you know, let's look at, there's a lot of success stories. So I don't want to, you know, ruin um, no, success no, no. They're, stories, they're but there's a lot of room for improvement there. Mm -hmm. And in volunteer opportunities, volunteers by and large, three out of four volunteers don't look at someone with a disability as someone that they would be volunteering with. They only look at somebody with a disability as somebody who receives volunteer services. And that's a real issue because that's identity. That's stereotyping. And I know this, Steve, because, you know, I, Stephen, I did this in, in my past life and I still work on it, you know, because mm -hmm. when you grow up with this mantra, it's difficult to truly a hundred percent leave it behind, you know? So it's a transformational process for me to say that, you know, I'm coming to understand people with disabilities more and more each day. And it's that humble approach where the world teaches me, the more, you know, the more you can realize what you don't know, you know, and that's where I'm at, you know, so people with disabilities are my experts to continue to teach me. So I come here just to share what I've known uh, to my present day, and maybe that's helpful to somebody else, but I want to spur, you know, out to that community of people that 
that don't identify with a disability to have that ambition that the disability community uh, brought forth in me to have that appetite to build my life with them, you know, to, to fully have that art of allowing them into my life. This is a practical journey, but also a very personal one uh, for right. you. It sounds right. God, wow. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Make the Grade podcast. My guest is Kurt Roscoff, a.k.a. the Special K Ambassador to the Disability Channel TV. He's based in Wisconsin, USA. Kurt, what's, what's a good day look like for you? Like when you hit the pillow at night, I mean, you know, obviously you got a mission and you're working this and like, I'm sure there's frustrations and there's things that maybe aren't always going hundred percent the way you would, would like it to go. But what, what do you consider a win? What, 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 what's something that, wow, that's, we've accomplished something or we're getting somewhere or this is progress. Is there, is something tangible you can, you can define that way? Yeah, it would be, you know, in business, a lot of consultants would talk about um, duplicity, the ability to replicate your success. And, and I guess, you know, I'm grateful for the experience the disability community has awarded me and the aha moment that I have had to admit years back that, you know, I have been and to know that I still contribute to segregation. I, I practice, like I say, the permissive negligence, because that's what I did for the first, you know, 20 some years in my life and beyond is I permitted myself not to worry about the disability community. Like they live their life. And to some extent, that's true. But when you just, you know, make that your mantra, and you really do what they're talking today is called cancel culture. Um, that means that when a person of a certain characteristic or identity shows up to a group and the group just really rejects them, ostracizes them, you know, I related to that. So a success in a day is when I know I have reached a person that has been able to develop their own idea about, wow, I didn't, I didn't think about it that way or further understanding about their potential relationship with either a person or a set of people. Like you say, it could be like, maybe they're thinking of the deaf and hard of hearing community and like, wow, I could really do so much more there. If I feel like I'm in a moment where somebody is growing that appetite of inclusion, accessibility, accommodation, or just anything in their life that is more involving somebody with a disability. And then on the other side, in the disability community to have advocates or people with disabilities understanding the challenges we have not being in the disability and people in disability community in, in the moment, I'm sensing they're getting an idea of how to better place their advocacy or, or their request. Like if they wanna be more involved or whatever, that we can um, help people with disabilities better find their place in the community of people that don't have a disability. If either of those things are happening, it's a great day. Kurt, how big is this problem? I mean, I, I don't, I, was there 350 million people in the United States? I don't know the exact number. It's, it's a lot of people, right? Is it 10% have a, a need? Is it 20? Is it five? Is it 40? I mean, and, and we're only talking the U.S. because this is an international thing, but yeah. is there, a, how, how big is this I don't, I don't want to, I constantly don't want to use the word problem. How big is this challenge? 
Yeah. And to your point of word choice, I mean, yeah, it is a challenge, but you know, as we discuss this, I like to really look at the opportunity in this because mm-hmm. it's a human resource issue that like if you say America or the U S there's a lot of United States citizens that could be more involved in creating a better United States of America, but we don't empower them to do so only because we're discriminating against them um, mm-hmm. in having a disability. So uh, people with disabilities represent our largest minority group. So we talk about 25% of the U.S. population is in this community. You know, uh-huh. so, so it okay. is huge. And this is the energy that was behind um, the movement in the 80s that brought us the Americans with Disabilities Act. And so that's the political issue today is we don't have that political appetite to drive legislation or other things as Americans to grow beyond where we already were in 1989 and in passing the Americans with Disabilities Act in 1990. In a great sense, this awareness aspect and this understanding, we've gone backwards Mm-hmm. In holding this as Americans, which well, is really there's that old uh, what do you call it NIMBY the whole NIMBY idea, not in my backyard idea, right? Like, I, yeah. I'm I'm sensitive to the issue as long as it's not happening to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's funny. It's just like that's how a lot of people are. Yeah, sure, I'd like to help blind people or hearing impaired people or, or you know people with uh, some sort of genetic disability or whatever emotionally, mentally. But yeah, it's as long as they got as long as they're okay, as long as somebody's taking care of them. I feel okay about it, which I think is exactly what you're trying to advocate against is this, what do you call it? Um, I wrote down permissive negligence, where it's like, you're not actively stopping it from happening, but by not interfering with it happening, you're sort of giving it permission to happen, right? I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think that's my understanding of what you were saying. I'll tell you an interesting story. I went, there's a school that I, I serve in my, um, in my, my education company. And uh, they had a student who was enrolling, who was coming in in the fall, who was in a wheelchair. I don't, I don't know the ailment, but it doesn't matter. He was in a wheelchair. Well, because the kid was in a wheelchair and because of ADA, they had to build a ramp in two different places in the, to, so the child would have equal access to the building. Well, where one of the ramps had to go, because there's only so many ways you can build a ramp and there's stipulations how steep it is and blah, blah, blah. They had to move a statue of, of, of a, a principal who had been there. And people actually came and protested. Like, this is, this is dumb. They got a ramp over there, 100 feet away, which is about what it was. Why well, we got to build a second one here? And it's a fire escape issue, is a legal thing, because if one got blocked, you have to have a second entrance or access point. So people actually were complaining, uh, you know, about this. Uh, why do we got to do this for one person? But, but, but they don't realize, they don't look themselves in the mirror a little bit, right? It's like, what if it was you? What if it was your child? What if it was your friend? What if it was your cousin? What if it was your neighbor, right? And I think that's the sensitivity that, that is sometimes lacking, maybe even often lacking. And then there's, you know, there's a cost, right? I mean, these, these ramps, I, I don't know, they were like $250,000, not breaking the bank, but money that could have gone to anything else, I suppose. So you had people arguing that. Um, do, do you see this... Um, do you see this improving like quickly or slowly, or is it like it gets a little better, like one step ahead, half step back, two steps ahead, one step back? Is it 
or does it improve in pockets? Like in one area, like maybe in Wisconsin, you see progress, but you don't see it in, I don't know, Albany, New York. I'm just randomly picking a place, nothing against Albany. Um, but what, what, what's your perception of, of the maybe the improvements or, the, or the, what, what's happening in a positive sense here? Yeah, I think the, you know, bursts of, you know, remarkable things in a short time frame is the essential driving force. And then as you go across time, you start to realize that, like to the other part of what you're saying, I think it is in many respects, slow progress. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that that's fine, because, you know, this topic and this exact life opportunity is going to be experienced in a vastly different set of ways for everybody. Um, so that's kind of what we're delivering here is for some people like me, obviously I consumed it and I committed to an all day, every day acumen. You know, is everybody going to develop the appetite like I've got? No, uh, you know, I have the particular pre-existing conditions that kind of culminated me to say like everything's in alignment for me that I'm just going to go gangbusters and I'm going to go renegade maverick and I'm going to be a trailblazer and, and all these things. So, so I'm an exaggerated case perhaps, um, but any little bit of success for any people and set of people to me is a huge deal because we need it. It needs to be done. You have a, um, uh, let's shift your tiny bit here. Cause I want to talk about this. What exactly what does TDC TV provide? Is it is it um, information based? Is it uh, ability for to showcase maybe people in the community that might not otherwise have a voice? What, what what's your what's your protocol there, or, or what do you do to help it? Yeah, well, the thing that I love about it is you know with Jay Stoyan's story, you know, founder of the Disability Channel. His whole thing was he had been in the television industry. You know, he used to have a, fr a show following friends on Fox, and he just recognized the reality in TV industry that people with disabilities don't get really a fair crack at it. And so that that's the essence of the whole deal is Jay wanted to create an enterprise where people with disabilities can get into the television industry like anybody else. And, and so that's the, the general thing. So now that he's created the platform, um, yes, it is that great opportunity to have constant shows like what you and I are doing and not to just have it 100% disability advocacy to let the staff of people with disabilities produce television shows on anything. And they've gravita gravitated a lot to music talent, you know, the the bands that people are following in pop culture, or whatever, and, you know, mainstream uh, sports, like uh, going to the NFL and doing all that stuff. But uh, being a platform buying with people with disabilities, you definitely are hearing a lot of disability advocacy and sharing the stories uh, by people with disabilities so that there's that relatability. So on that TV program, you can have an understanding that maybe your own life is not offering. Tell me, uh, Kurt, tell me about your podcast. You got a, you got a couple, right? Yeah, um, we do uh, five shows. Yeah, we do five party. shows a week, and you know, yeah, in terms of what I'm involved. In. I mean, as a podcast, I can tell you that's a lot of work. But yeah, yeah. So, so we produce a compassionate citizens podcast, which I think is easy to understand because if we're going to accomplish what you and I are talking about, 
Mm-hmm. You know, compassion has to lead the way. How do you douse um, complicit and permissive negligence without building the societal capacity and disposition of compassion? Yeah, so we do it. Gotcha. Yeah, so we do a compassionate citizens podcast to to spur that narrative and to get people's minds in that place. And then we produce a prosperity pathways podcast, which is all very nice for the idea of inclusive hiring. So to come into the workplace, because at the Happy Neighborhood Project, I'm going around letting all of our friends know that three out of four people we're networking with or companies out there and so forth are not even in this realm of making it a thing to improve their inclusive hiring and otherwise involvement in their business and consumption of their products and services, you know, by people with disabilities. Um, So that's prosperity pathways. And then we have ability MKE now, which is what I was talking about before the show started five years ago. So we continue that and that's um, fashion towards our Milwaukee audience. You know, River West Radio's mission is to build out radio in Milwaukee. It's community radio. And then we have Friendly Fridays uh, by Onward and Upward. Onward and Upward is a nonprofit that is dedicated to responding to homelessness. And as a host, it just opens up the door to nonprofit work and philanthropy and, um, you know, donating and just altruistic efforts, humanitarian efforts and all of that. And then we have the World of Ability, uh, which basically became the build out from Ability MK now to take it from that Milwaukee centric um, idea to say, let's do the world of ability to just create a Saturday production where we can have people come on and let's just talk in a, a weekend time frame what our lives are and how do we build this out through 2 billion people uh, around the world that I would identify as being a part of the global community of people with disabilities. I'm going to take a little break here. Make the great podcast. Steve Green, my crest. Kurt Roscoff, wearing about 18 hats in his life. Um, really happy to have you on, Kurt. Um, this, this podcast is all about really one thing. It's giving you actions to help you accelerate your path to success. But I'm going to, I'm going to suggest here, sometimes you can look outside of yourself, right? I think it's really what Kurt's saying here, at least in one of his missions, is it's not always about us, right? It's about the world around us. It's about being involved. It's about looking and trying to fix things that you have the ability to fix. So, um, Kurt, how would people uh, access, and we can certainly put this in the show notes, but just quickly, if somebody says, well, I want to hear one of these podcasts, you just search for it on, on one of the providers, the Apples, the iHearts, the Spotify's, that kind of thing? Yeah, you can do that. And then uh, we have a podcasting partner, Transform Your Media Network, uh, Transform uh, the letter U.U.S., TransformU.us, and then... Um, mm-hmm. There's other links there that take you out to our broadcast work and our specific podcasts. And you can also look for it on Facebook and YouTube. This is probably like asking if you have a favorite child, but is there one of these that really resonates with you more than any of the rest? Like, do you have a favorite, even among all these kind of tentacles that you have trying to fix this, uh, fix this situation? Well, the World of Ability Project really is the sweet spot. Um, because that that's the haven to, you know, really think of all aspects of life and the idea of everybody and to build out this mass media approach with the disability channel and transform you and 
whoever else we can bring in from the mass media sector, because I think it is reaching the masses that is going to move the needle. Because when I participate in a hundred different groups that are in a mission to serve people with disabilities, a hundred percent of the time, my assessment is they are challenged in marketing. So I don't think we've really done a, we've done a bad thing by not having what's going on in the disability sector more represented on mass media. I think that's really been a disservice to our lives and, mm -hmm. and it's been driving this negligence. And that's my passion is to do, rectify do think, that once think and it's for all. It, I, I, I don't want to suggest it all comes down to money in the world, but let's not be naive. But do you think it's because that's the people who run these big conglomerates that maybe think this isn't what people want to see? This isn't what's going to sell. This isn't what's going to bring in advertisers. Is that is that a cynical viewpoint or is it just sort of life? It is life. It is reality. And I don't want my participation in this to be like a permission to go to, you know, mass media executives and beat them up. You know, no, no, I we're not, think we're not suggesting that, but I, I, yeah, but I, I get what other, you're saying, though. Yeah. The other side of the point is. When you have an advocacy or you have a request, your, your success in delivering a proposed solution is the key. Mm -hmm. So we need to come into these offices and say, this is how you can keep doing what you're doing. This is how we see we can do our part in getting mm -hmm. you the bottom line you need to make this feasible. And then if, if you will work with us to keep driving your profits where you need them and even grow them, we'll do a lot of stuff through agency, through nonprofits, through volunteers, through a lot of stakeholders. We'll, we'll have athletic groups and we'll bring you a lot, a lot of people to work with and a lot of marketplace resources. If you'll just team up with us and you just keep doing what you're doing, but you got to slot us in. If you slot us in, we'll create a program that you tell us you need how you need it to be, but we just want you to keep growing this representation of the disability community, and we're all going to be happier for it. How about it? We got to create proposals like that so that things make sense with what we're trying to do. So you give us like just open the door a little bit, and we'll we'll help you fill the room. Maybe that's a metaphor we could say. Hey man, do we talk about, do we not talk about anything you want to get into? Cause I want to get into my, one of my new podcast things, which is, I call it five favorites, but uh, anything we didn't talk about, you want to enlighten us about that we might not have gotten into as much or haven't touched on. I, I think in summary, you know, the, you're an unbelievable advocate for a very challenging and very, very broad thing, right? Sometimes when you get these super niche things, it's easier to address them because it's like so singular that, you know, it is what it is, but you're dealing with something that, that's globally, I mean, it's enormous. You got a quarter of the population, right? I mean, that's a lot, a lot, a lot of people in a lot of different, different settings and different reasons that they have the challenge. I mean, I, I take, I applaud you, man. Unbelievable. Um, but anything we missed, anything you want to talk about, we didn't get to at least yet. Yeah, I just want to quickly insert here the reality around losing the lives of veterans every day to 
suicide. Um, you know, as far as veterans, I've taken a lot of injured, wounded veterans, um, adaptive water skiing and been a part of a lot of other, uh, there's an organization out there called adaptive adventures. And so, so I've kind of seen a, a particular segment of the veteran community and come close to this, you know, mental health issue. So a lot of these things overlap, but to me, when we get down to life or death circumstances, that's where I really uh, get hyper-focused and I put on my, you know, emergency response hat. And I say, this is something that I don't like, like I said before, permissive negligence. I feel that we have to stop permitting our nation from, from allowing that, you know, went from 22 veterans a day, lose their life to suicide. And now it's 27 uh, veterans a day, lose their life to suicide. It's totally gone the wrong way. And we're asleep on the whole issue. And um, so I appreciate the opportunity to slip that in there because that's actually in the next few months, uh, my highest uh, objective here. And February 22nd, 2022 is the milestone that's going to deliver something uh, so amazing. It's going to blow your mind. And I welcome people to be a part of it. And um, if people are able to reach me or whatever, we'd love to have them on board. 2222. Yeah. Wow. So we're calling hey, it let, 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 let me just make an observation because as you were saying something, it occurred to me. I think a lot of people perceive a disability as something that somebody is born with, right? I mean, which is obvious, you know, I mean, unfortunately, there's a lot of circumstances that are just unfortunate and are innate and, and the, unfortunately the people live with it. But there's also some that people acquire in their lives, Right. Um, alcoholism, I, I think in a sense, you could think of as a, as a disability. Um, obviously, a, a military person come back with a, a history of trauma and an inability to reintegrate into quote unquote normal society. I think you could, in your mind, at least you're lumping somewhat into a disability situation. Um, so it isn't just the idea of somebody's born, I don't know, with uh, multiple sclerosis. I, I don't know. I'm, spina bifida, I don't know, something, you know, whatever, hearing issue, blind. It's also an acquired, I, I don't know if this is a medical term or whatever, like an acquired disability can also happen. So this is something else, man. You you, you, you better stay healthy, man, because we need you around for a really long time. Hey, can I do this here? Let's learn a little bit about Kurt, okay? Yeah. This was heavy, man. This was a heavy duty discussion today, but I'm going to ask you five, your five faves, five faves, I call this. And you can, you can pass on it. This is light. This is supposed to be light. And so take a deep breath, right? Favorite food. What do you think? Spaghetti. Spaghetti. See, I was thinking Milwaukee brats. What, what do I know? Okay. Spaghetti. Well, that, I would call that a staple food, you know? Oh, all right. That's, not that's, that's, that's like, that's like, okay. All right. Good. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, music, <laughs> musician. You got a favorite? I just go to polka because I have a lot of fond family memories with polka music. So polka. it's just really special when, when I'm with a group you, that you, appreciates you, polka you, music. spaghetti and listen to polka music. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. Dogs or cats? Both. Dogs. I'm looking at my dog, Minnie, right over here. Oh, okay. He's right a dog right guy. He's a canine guy. Yeah. Bucket list item? Uh. Bucket list item. Well, we mentioned water skiing. I am aiming to deliver the world's first ever uh, water ski show that is only produced by people with disabilities. Wow. 
Now, this is a little bit sarcastic, but how long is the water ski season in Wisconsin? Like two weeks? I mean, the, the summer is like a week long in Wisconsin, right? <laughs> um, I'm joking. It's actually a beautiful state. I, I was in Madison for a while, which is a cool little, not that little, but a cool town. But it was cold. It was, you're talking about somebody who's not used to like minus 30 degrees. It was awfully cold there, man. But uh, uh, when do you sleep, man? That's the last question. Do you? Are you just like up all night, 24 hours? thinking about this stuff no i i do uh purposefully uh take a break on it because i know it's a very delicate undertaking and if i'm in burnout um i'm not going to accomplish anything so i do take serious time to refresh and i get that in every day because i know i gotta refuel the myself spaghetti, before I the spaghetti uh, comment is still throwing me off a little bit i swear <laughs> you're gonna say browns See, it's like you ask somebody from Philadelphia, you know, what's your favorite cheesesteak? Although I don't, I'm not a big cheesesteak guy. I don't, but uh, yeah, okay. Do you have a favorite brat since a brat? Am I I'm even saying it right? How do you say it in Wisconsin? A brat you're saying? Like a bratwurst? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm probably pronouncing with sort of like an East Coast accent. Brat. Yeah. Um, I would say, actually, uh, I always like the treat of an Italian brat, actually. An Italian oh, sausage. Yeah, yeah Okay. Yeah, well, there's the connection. You got the spaghetti with your Italian brat cut up in it. It's like almost spaghetti yeah. and meatballs. And, and I have no Italian blood in me. So that's the interesting okay, thing. So I got to eat Italian to get it. You know? so <laughs> I, I'll date my, you know what I think of when I think of Milwaukee? And this is probably really bad. I think of Happy Days. Remember the TV show oh, Happy Days? Oh, yeah. yeah we I don't got know it. if it was actually filmed in Milwaukee. It probably wasn't. But, you know, it was set in Milwaukee. The Fonz, you know, Richie Cunningham and all, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, we got the bronze Fonz here, yeah. There's, is there such a thing a statue of yeah, there's a walkway there's a boardwalk with uh, part of the boardwalk has the bronze fonz with his, bronze fonz. Hey. And his leather jacket collar yeah. up yeah <laughs> that's like the rocky statue here you know it's like el local yeah. like well, this ain't us but everybody comes around they want to see it yeah. all right kurt listen we're going to put a, a bow on this i i gotta thank you man first for your generosity of time you're obviously a very busy guy but really more importantly just the work you're doing. I mean, it's anybody who listens to this and hopefully doesn't feel motivated. Hey, I got to go find out, go, go out and find a cause. If somebody wants to reach you and we'll put this in the show notes, you want to give out your email or something, or if somebody want to reach you and say, Hey, I want to help. What can I do, Kurt? How would they get a hold of you? Folks can call and text me at 262-372-1-SKI. That's 262-372-1754. Email Kurt, K-U-R-T, at thedisabilitychannel.us. All right. Hey, you heard it there. Giving out his personal number there, ladies. I think he's taken, <laughs> but uh, hey, <laughs> he needs help. I don't care who you are. Come out and help. This is important, seriously. Steve Green, Kurt Roscoff, thank you so much for being a guest on the Make the Great Podcast fantastic you know i'd love to have you back again when you got some progress or if you want to plug your big event 22222 which has a very cool ring to it number wise but uh hey we are all about actions that you can take to accelerate your path to success hopefully today you learn about kind of thinking about giving back a little bit and using your abilities and your talents and your energy and maybe your financial resources to help people that maybe can't help themselves as well so folks take that to heart and I am going to see you next time. Thanks again. Thanks, Stephen. You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. 
If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit makethegrade.net.